Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third season of IWAS with your hosts, Ian Dunbar, Kelly Dunbar, and me, Jamie Dunbar. Shouldn't someone say something? I said, who's starting? You, oh, you usually you, start I usually, by oh, yes, asking Kelly what we have. So, what, what's today, <laughs> Kelly? What are we talking about today, Kelly? Today, our episode is a holiday episode, so hopefully we'll get this out in time for the holiday rush. Um, festive or Foolish? Holiday pet hokum. You mean a Christmas holiday, eh? Uh, There's a variety of winter holidays available to people. It's officially the holiday season, right? right? Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, solstice for the pagans out there. It's it's all about the giving the puppy for Christmas thing, I presume. The gift-giving puppy combination, definitely. Yeah. I called it hokum, if you didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and and I was curious. Well, that was something you smoked. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Oh, th- thanks, Ross. Thanks. <laughs> Sound guy chimes in with yeah, well, let's get yeah. our input. Hookah um, or hokum? That's well, another episode. you know, we are coming up to that season, and we're, um, in it. we're in it. We're yeah, you're right. It's December, and um, next month, of course, is Shelter Dog Manufacturing Month. Um, this is when so many of these puppies, um, sadly, don't work out. So. I guess the first thing is, um, do you ever give someone an animal as a gift? Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so against that. I think, I remember when you gave me the kitten and <laughs> you brought in, it was after Mittens had died and she brought in this little kitten and she gave it to me and I thought, I really don't like this kitten. She's she's ugly. She has no neck. She was cute. And she was not cute. She was cute. fluffy with big eyes. But luckily, then she went outside and and brought in her brother, who was that this cat was wonderful, and we called him ugly or ugly. But the, the point is, the first kitten I didn't like. I mean, she still lives with us, obviously. That once we're gifted, it's for life. She's so a fine cat. Ugly and mayhem are still with us. Um, but the giving of the puppy, I. I I mean, my simple rule is, you know, all family are in agreement about getting a puppy or getting an adult dog and the individual puppy or dog that they choose. I think that's so important. And when it's given as a gift, someone is in the dark here. And um, Well, not necessarily. You're assuming a gift is going to be a surprise. I mean, you could give somebody a gift that they're fully participatory in. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Not all yep. gifts are surprises. You could have a, a you know family meeting and everyone discuss the responsibilities, and then still the gift is the parents buying the family a dog after a lot of consideration. No, that's cool. That, that's so the right way to do it. So surprise is the wrong way, so, yeah. is what we're saying, first of all. Although I'd like to, point I'd like to point one. out, Dad, that one of my main m- memories from childhood Christmases <laughs> is of receiving a, a box uh, under the Christmas tree, which I, I believe I picked up. And shook, and I said, "Don't shake it! Don't shake it!" Yeah. And when it when it mewed, I asked you, "Is it a baby?" <laughs> and while it was a baby, it was not a human baby, very fortunately, and it was a uh, cat baby. But uh, I wonder if your view on gift giving of pets has evolved over the past well, few years. Well, I guess this brings up another point. As the hopefully responsible and educated about parent. pet behavior parent in the household, if he was willing to take on the responsibility of kitten training and raising. Or maybe even fully anticipated that he was going to be doing everything since I was, I think, five at the time and 
I, yeah. I, I think with all, well, obviously with mittens, yeah. I mean, I let you name the kitten mittens. So that's very. <laughs> Did you do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had little white mittens on. Um, but no, I was fully aware that I would be the 100% caretaker and hopefully you would learn a few things and come to love her. And as with all your animals, I remember Spot, who who was forsaken once you left for college. And so I, I look on as all animals coming into the house as they're going to live out their lives at this house and we'll probably be in charge. Back then it was me, but now, of course, it's Kelly can be in charge for the life of the animals. But no, so it's I, not really giving a gift at all. It's giving yourself a gift, isn't yeah. it? The main thing is talking about it beforehand. I think all the family have to be in agreement. It can be I mean, really upsetting if a, a little girl has a heart set on a papillon and then her parents get her uh, Jack Russell or, or your friend Isaac. I remember sitting with him for ages. They were going to get a puppy and what did they like? And I sat with you and Isaac and Becker and they wanted a non-allergenic dog. They wanted a medium-sized dog, a black and white dog. So I thought, aha, Portuguese water dog. And we went to see one, they fell in love with it, then the father got a German shepherd. But again, as the yeah. parent it was going to be doing the raising and that the caring, he gets to choose in the end. I'm sorry. And I know. he was I, a very responsible parent, and Toby turned out to be one of the best shepherds I, I've ever known. I'm happy to report that they have since gotten like three more German shepherds, and they loved Toby so much, they compare all future dogs to how much of a Toby... Well, it's the Toby benchmark, right? right? And that's the standard shepherd benchmark, yeah, that you, you measure all shepherds by. And so in that case, I mean, I think it also illustrates how you may think about what you want from a dog, and that may all go out the window, and it may not be bad that you ignore all of the you know reasonable things that you had, and you may find that you really are a German shepherd person that you never knew you were. I think the point is, though, to go through those the, the, the motions of... Of asking uh, these questions, Open Paw has um, a wonderful resource uh, that takes you through all the different stages, all the different things you should think about when when considering adding an animal to your household. If you go to openpaw.org, which is O P E N P A W, can't spell open. <laughs> it's not a difficult word. I got distracted. Word, Kelly. B A W dot org. <laughs> Um, and the, on the homepage, there's a little section uh, that says thinking about getting a dog or cat. And if you click on that, there um, there's a, a huge list of questions. And it's all about lifestyle and expectations. And that is the kind of thing that you should go through you know, with, with your whole family, um, any close friends or anyone who really is in your household or community that's going to. I mean, I'm not saying go door to door and ask all your neighbors how they feel. <laughs> Unless but, you're planning on asking your neighbors to dog sit. Yes, exactly. You know, anyone who's going to have a... Any kind responsibility. of responsibility. You have, if you have in mind that, yeah, that lovely little Lucy down the street will walk your dog for you. Well, you know, make sure that Lucy likes dogs and maybe isn't afraid of big ones if you want to get a big one and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I think most people, you know, they're they're excited about the idea of getting a, a, a new dog, and it, it's just so cute, you know, to think, oh, the fluffy puppy under the Christmas tree or or whatever holiday or you know, you're, it's you know, pretty can't miss gift in terms of excitement and you know no one's gonna be like oh a puppy. yeah so exciting it's another puppy instant gratification uh, correction there jamie <laughs> yeah. ian will be like I, I would not be happy at this holiday if there's a okay, little well, puppy in a box now oh, we, he we, would. we have enough he would. we have enough dogs at the moment but um you know i mean most people are it's they don't think much further than the gift giving or the or the you know the the initial excitement of having a new animal in the house but it is a huge Responsibility. It's like, you know, dogs live 10 to 15 years. Cats live 12 to 20 years, it seems. And um, this is this is a lifetime commitment, or life for the lifetime of the animal. And um, 
it shouldn't be taken lightly. Most people take more time checking out a car or TV, a new, a new TV, flat screen TV, you know, than they do you know, as yeah. far as research and, and, and time. And I guess maybe... No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much on par, you know, with the difference between courting, which is magical and fun, and then 20 years marriage. And, and I think... Which isn't know, magical and fun? <laughs> well, I no, guess the... Of course it's magical and fun. <laughs> Stop it. Honestly. So, no, the, the courting bit is... is different. You're making a contrast. No, I'm not. I mean, it's like getting a puppy, getting a puppy, which is magical and fun, but then realizing, no, it's, it's a, you know, 14 to 18 year commitment. And, and we need to know a little about it. I mean, we, 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 to sort of cut to the chase, I mean, there's two, I think, big issues here. One is the whole open poor and dog star daily thing that before you get a puppy, you need to know how it works before you get it. That's the big thing we should talk about. Then the second thing is that they're getting a puppy in the holiday season in December. It's one of the biggest social months there is, which has certain pros and cons for how you raise the puppy. The pros, of course, would be socialization. The, the cons would be things like house training, chew toy training. Well, people are busy at the holidays. Absolutely I mean, they're right. not, they're not, I mean, you maybe and have a couple of days off of work, but you're also inundated with guests and parties and Yeah, but you're, the, point, the point I'm making is you're getting a puppy at, at a time of the year which is unusual, that your social calendar mm -hmm. is full, and it's pros and cons. Either it's full and lots of people are coming to your house, which is cool for the puppy, or you're staying out late going to lots of office parties, which is not cool for the puppy's house training or his socialization. Yeah, when I, this morning when I was looking over this topic and thinking about the idea of getting a puppy for the holidays. How come you it, knew what the topic was this morning and I only get to find out when we're here? We like to keep the talent in the dark. I, I <laughs> consider talent. myself more of the uh, <laughs> you know, management role. So I, I, I got Production the memo Production earlier team. this morning. But so I was thinking about how... You'll be doing the publisher's clearinghouse next. Yes. <laughs> About how uh, initially, I mean, it just strikes me as a horrible idea that the holidays are very stressful. You've got all this going on, regardless of whether you have a puppy. And so it seems like a really bad idea. But then I thought in a really perfect world, in some sort of idealized environment where someone was completely prepared and knew what they were doing, getting a puppy during the holidays would be brilliant. Like if you really were, had your stuff together all of the socialization, meeting all of these people, all of the opportunity for, you know, like the paper and the chew toy. There's all sorts of ways that, you know, things that you can proof the your, noise, your the dog fun, for, the party, right? the carnival. Yeah. It's just that it, it would be so challenging just that a lot of you work. have to be a super, you know, have to be, dog trainer to be able job. to handle it. It's a huge job. And if you're ready to take that on in the holidays, it is not so bad. But, you know, I mean, it's as you said, to you initially, it seemed like a horrible idea. But it doesn't to people. I mean, people really think that this is a good idea. And I guess it's just the magical charm of, of you know, giving, you know, making somebody smile when they, when they. Well, we know, I mean, box. lots and lots of people are going to do it. So we, we may as well tell them what you got to do. And I would say right away, as soon as the idea comes up, when your son says, can we have a puppy? You know, straight away, go to Dog Star Daily and download the book before you get your puppy. And so you, the research can be logical. Um, that's not to say you can't make a decision from the heart later, but it, it's good to know the logical reasons why we're getting a puppy, um, how, um, you know, where we're going to keep it, what we're going to teach it and show on, and so on. And it needs to go in immediately into 
a long and short-term confinement management system. Well, and we, we, house training and tutoy training... Especially during the holidays. Yeah, I mean, have to come first, because everyone's distracted. Everything's and, lying around, valuable, new things that you got, you know. Yeah, and, and so, you know, and what's going to happen there? People are going to give the, the puppy turkey treats for doing nothing but bothering them. And so all food in stuffed chew toys. And then if uh, the puppy is, is not going to be... You know, if people are at home, he's in his short-term confinement area, and we have a clock with an alarm. Every hour on the hour, we take him out, and when he pees, we give him three liver treats. Then he goes back with his chew toys um, stuffed with food, and he, and he has to be on this routine so that when the holiday is over, he's house-trained, he's chew toy-trained. Because the pluses of getting the puppy at the holiday, as you say, our socialization is probably going to be wonderful for him. That there's going to be so much noise around the house. There's going to be loads of children. Especially. Running around with beeping toys. And yeah, you know, and, and this is because a puppy, I mean, you, you can almost flood a puppy with a social stimulus. I mean, something you would never do, say, with an adult dog who's that's scared. A, that's another topic. But um, with, with a puppy, all of that noise and all of the people, you know, is, is I think, going to be a considerable okay. benefit. Well, um, this is actually blending our next episode into this episode, but I think we can probably do that. There are a couple points I want to make. Um, we have so much information available on Dogster Daily about house training and two toy training, and we also have other, um, I believe, other podcasts specifically on those topics for people to research. It's not that it's not important, and it's not that they shouldn't be thinking about it right now, but um, I'd still like to explore more of just the, the idea of why, you know, I want people to think about why and how to, why they go on a dog and uh, how to go about that rather than the, the specific training. Uh, one thing that I wanted to mention, I'm really, I'm really gung-ho on this this year, um, I know, you know, it's, maybe it's pie in the sky to think this can happen, but I still say people should get a Pleo before they get a dog. <laughs> you know, it could, because why do most people you want a dog? You mean the little dinosaur? Pleo is the, the little yeah, dinosaur. Check dinosaur. it out online yes. if you can. Pleo, he's so cute. He's a little, um, he's a, he's a, a robot? Is it, does he count as a robot? Yeah, he's a little robot. He's not a... But he's, he's an animated baby dinosaur. He's super. He's interactive, but you can put him in the closet. He's not going to die. He and may you can be take the batteries out, as yes. you said in your blog he, last week. He does yeah. need to be fed and cared for. He needs attention. He responds to training and communication. All that is wonderful, but he's not, you know, he's not a living, breathing creature, and he's not going to die if he doesn't get it. If you do have a holiday week and you're, and you're busy, you, know, you, can, you can put him away. Um, and frankly, I think that's that's what a lot of people are looking for in, in an animal, in, a, in an animal companion. Um, you know, to be a bit of a downer, it's it's kind of a selfish decision. Usually, people get a, a dog because they want something. Mm -hmm. well, what is it that they want? Uh, unfortunately, I do see so many people who who just want kind of the, the weekend warrior owners. They just kind of want a dog for fun when it suits them, not really acknowledging. Um, or at least not in advance, that this is a living, breathing creature, you know, 24-7, and it's not going to just be there and needing entertainment and, you know, when, when you want to give it. It needs it every day. And, I mean, that, that could work out. I know uh, a couple of friends of mine in Seattle, they're both um, lawyers, psychologists, and they wanted a dog for the weekends. And they, they asked around, and right across the street from them was a family that wanted a dog for the weekdays. But their weekends were so busy with all the things the kids did. So they had a joint ownership dog, and, and things worked out brilliantly. During the week, he was with the kids and the family. And then Friday night, he'd get picked up. They would drive across the mountain to the ranch, and the dog spent, you know, two days on the ranch. So I think that there's many options. But back to the, the selfish act of getting a dog. 
I mean, you live with three dogs. So, I mean, why did you get a dog? Why did you want a dog? What are they to you? This was the question you asked. <laughs> why do we have three dogs in our house? That's the question I'm asking. Well, that, that is the topic. I know why we next, have claws. That is the topic for next week. <laughs> I, I think we could continue talking about the holidays or we could dive into... Yeah, that, I mean, I, that's... No, it's an, no, that's a whole other story. I mean, All right, that'll know, be my first question next yeah, week. You can ask that some all other right. time. for next but, week. But, I mean, but seriously, I mean, you know, this all came to me this week. I um, was tweeting away or twittering away, depending on how you see it. Um, by the way, Biz Stone said it was twittering. Mm-hmm. That's the verb, not really tweeting. And is he somebody? He's one of the co-founders of Twitter. Uh, uh, yes. Twitter. Anyway, um, I was tweeting or twittering away with um, another... I think they're two very different things. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll go into it. Never mind. Tweeting. No, maybe he said tweeting. I can't remember. Anyway, I was on Twitter with another dog trainer who said that she had a client come in who asked if a shock collar would fix the fact that her dog brings mud in the house, mud and sticks into the house. And I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, you know, it's not a self-cleaning device, so the mud thing, no, right? And, you know, and the stick thing, that's the the joy of having a dog is bringing a toy in the house. Can you train your dog to drop the sticks at the door? Sure, but that's not what I heard. What I oh, it said oh, it said the, the question was more specific. It was, will it fix the fact that her dog brings mud and sticks into the house? Well, it and will. the idea I mean... of fixing—that's what <laughs> upsets me. No, that's what yeah. upsets me. It. You know, it's it's not a fix. When people say they want your, their dog fixed, they generally just want absence of behavior, period. They want something that is going to lie down quietly and not shed, not poop, bark, whatever it may be, you know, unless they unless they call call them to action. The, you know what I mean? No, the, yes, the, the dog needs to be educated and trained. And if, for example, we want to use a shock collar to stop the dog bringing in sticks, I would say... Yeah, before you go out in the yard, here's your shock collar. You have to hold it in your mouth. If you drop it, you're coming in straight away. But if you keep it in your mouth, you can play in the yard. Then when you come back in, we take the shock collar from him and say he hasn't brought in a stick. No, it's like Phoenix, who used to eat cat poop on walks. So I would make her carry a log around. And if she put the log down, the walk ended. So she learned to, you know, keep it in her mouth so she never ate cat poop. No, I was just being facetious yeah, there, yes, thinking yes. of a way. They could use... No, back well, to the, the, the point fixing is, thing. The fixing is they like the use of the shock collar because it just it just suppresses behavior in general. I mean, that's I mean, people like to punish because dogs just stop doing things. But you have a pressure cooker then. You have a dog that's not... I mean, it's sad to me that people just want their dog to stop doing things. To me, if you don't like mud, you don't like doggy licks and kisses, or you don't like wiggly butts and you know all the things that come with dogs then maybe you really shouldn't have a dog maybe you should get the pleo you know i mean you see what i'm saying (laughs) definitely be thinking about these things if you're thinking about getting a dog whether it's the holidays or any time think about what dogs do i mean let's forget about the pleo people aren't going to do that it's it's too expensive and after a couple of weeks cheaper than a dog (laughs) yeah but it won't greet them at the front door i know the fact of the matter is people are going to get lots of puppies this month and next month and what they understand is you can't fix it with any magical training aid. And, and, and people think that, oh, if I get a shock collar, it will solve the problem. No, you still have to train the dog. Well, they think it's like a remote and, control, which is magical. Yeah, as you TV. say, it is a device that if it is misused, um, then it will just flatten out the dog. Because the dog will get shot for all sorts of random behaviors. But my point until is I eventually... think people like that. 
you know, I see so many, they, they, that's the sad part. These are the people I would like to stop at this holiday time from getting a dog. If you really want, if fixing to you means the dog isn't doing anything. Another instance is a, a trainer told me that they have these people that wanted the dog to literally lie on its bed in the corner of the house all day long and not bother them. That I, I think is, you know, people are going to get dogs and we can, we can advise them that you should find out how it works beforehand. The fact of the matter is, though, people are going to get puppies and dogs anyway, and we have to teach them how to get the dogs to act in the way that they want. And I think that um, even in our house, there's times when absolutely crazy activity is not only... Um, enjoyed, it's encouraged, but there's times when we want to tell the dogs, uh, could you chill out now for uh, three hours because we're working on the computer or, or, or what have you. And so if an owner wants a dog to lie on the bed, um, yeah, I, I will try and teach her how to do that with the hope that I can seduce her so that now the dog will be calm when she wants it to be. I can seduce it into then engaging the dog in games at other times. And, and I think this is what I, I would try and sell. You can't get a dog and then have him turned off and flattened all the time, like a plio with no batteries. But you can have a dog where you can say, lie down, please, and they'll settle down nicely for 10 minutes, half an hour, one hour, two hours, or three like hours. Many dogs, in fact, enjoy lying around a large portion of the day. Well, just like many people, they become couch <laughs> potato dogs, and uh, people like to veg in front of the telly or in front of the web. On their computer, and dogs like to daydream, you in know, veg in front of the yeah chew toy. But but I think once you have trained the dog that there are times when we have to have little quiet moments. That's when we must be fair to the dog, and and realize it's a social animal. It has to have some times when he gets mental stimulation. To me, is far more important than physical stimulation. And there's many games that you can play inside. Um, the, where it's, the dogs live for it. But let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about what the average dog basic requirements are. If people are going to get them, what else should they be thinking about as, as basic requirements that go along with the responsibility of having a new dog? You know, things like walking, mental stimulation, you know, basic diet and health. Let's for me, it for comes down to two things. You know, we must teach the dog the household rules that, so he doesn't upset the owner. He's got to be house trained. He's got to be chew toy trained. And he has to learn... Um, that you only bark if someone's at the door and a few barks are sufficient. You don't bark all day long. So these big three, to me, are the, are the big terminal illnesses for dogs. Once we've done barking, that... Barking, chewing... And house soiling, yeah. And, and once now the dog has learnt these rules, um, for me, the next one is absolutely engagement and mental stimulation. So um, they need certain toys? They need a training class? I meant with the owners. So something they do with the owners. And conventionally we think of going for a walk or going for a training class. Absolutely fantastic. But there's so many things you can do at home too. I mean, like the games we play with our dogs. Um, we do, do lots of um, search and retrieve. And we have three dogs, and, and Hugo likes to search for food. And um, Dune is not so much interested in food, he wants to search for his tug toy. Uh, Claude, on the other hand, only searches for lettuce. We won't that... go, go into this, but, but he does it, and he's a good lettuce finder. But we sit on the couch, and we have a riot watching these dogs hunting around for their toys or, or whatever it is. And it only takes about... Well, with Claude, we saw it. After he had searched for, what, one minute? 
He says, well, I'm done now. Well, that's cool, I've, I've done though. my I mean, mental activity for the day. The other two, you know, three or, three or four surges in a row, 15, 20 minutes, and, and you've got a, a very yeah, and, and so happy dog. Are the games chasing the dog? I mean, they love it. They love being chased. As long as you've getting... got a good recall on the other side of that. So well, it's the, not recall about chasing. The, the recall will come. The whole point about chasing is as soon as you start chase the dog, all you've got to do is stop and stand still and they come back to you. It's Murphy's Law in dog training. Then you get your recall. I mean, it's one of my favorite ways to teach a recall is play tag. So I think it's worth noting that, um, that of these things, none of these cost the owner any money. These, these are activities which are going to require input of time from you, and you can't avoid that. Time and creativity. Adopt, yeah. Right. And now that we have the Internet as a resource, anyone can go online and come up with an endless supply of games that they can play with their dog. And so I think that there's one thing you have to consider is the time when you get a dog. It's going to require a certain number of hours every day. The investment of that. But it is still expensive to get um, Right, and the other side is that there's there's money. And it's true. If you think that $300 for a Plio is too expensive for a pet... That's not going to eat that's real true. food. That's true. I take that point yeah. back. Very clever, Jamie. A dog, if, yes. if you can't drop 300 bucks... <laughs> I'm working bucks, the Plio for Christmas angle myself. You know, and, and that's <laughs> Plio until... Frenchie. And that's <laughs> until your dog has its first, like, surprise vet visit or disaster. And yeah, all of a sudden... 2000 bucks. Right. To keep the yeah. dog alive. And Big dogs, even their, even their preventative medicine is expensive. Claude's heart guard costs three times what Hugo's heart guard costs. So I think that everyone, before they buy a, a dog, whether it's for the holidays... Do a budget. Right. The person who's in charge of buying it, the person who's making the ultimate decision and where the ultimate responsibility Financial. should rest, has to consider two things. The amount of time is going to go into it and the amount of money that's going to go into it and make sure that the family as a whole can do that. And if they can do it themselves, I think that's the only case that you might be able to get a, a dog as a gift. Let's say, you know, you wanted to get one for your child, but you recognize that you have all of the time and financial resources to actually bring up the dog. So if the, if the kid can't handle it, that's fine. You know, I think it would then be okay to put an animal in a box under the Christmas tree. And I think every parent should recognize, no matter how responsible or brilliant their, their child is, that... Right, don't o over overestimate what yeah. your kid's going to be able to your do. Your child is... Unless, you know, I think, I think even all the way up to teen years, ultimately it's going to be the parental responsibility. You're doing everything, Even if parents. they say what they're going to yeah. do. Right. Let's just tell them, parents, you will be doing everything. So <laughs> at it, some that point. is understood. At some point. You know, yeah. the kids will help out, and there are some special cases, but, you know, parents have to be willing to get a dog for themselves. So to, to summarize, then, they want to know how they're going to train it beforehand, uh, easily done. All the information is available on Dogstar Daily. We have to make sure the dog learns the um, household rules um, and then engage the dog at home. There's so many games you could play at home where once you've played the game, not only is your dog happy and mentally exhausted, but you've trained him. A, a lot dog. of these games are pretty heavy-duty training games, too. I guess a dog is the ultimate interactive Toy, if you want to call it that. <laughs> toy isn't really the right word, but, you know, it's a, it's a lifelong interactive toy. You know, maybe the batteries aren't included, but they never come out either. That's true. And I think that it's also important, since this is an episode about the holidays, to realize that maybe the holidays aren't the best time to raise a puppy, and raising a puppy is a very time and energy-intensive thing. You need to, you know, learn what that takes before you get it. And the holidays requires lots of energy and time for all sorts of other reasons. So proper prior preparation and then enjoy playing lots of games with your dogs. Yep, and then yep. enjoy. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy yep. holidays. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of iWoofs. Thank you for listening.